This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is Just the Two of Us Podcast. All right, folks, so we have a jam-packed episode uh, today. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about the... We're just going to do like a quick recap of the trailers for the pilots of all the new shows that are going to premiere in the fall of 2016 and in first part of 2017. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot to go through. We're going to run through them pretty quickly. Yeah. and um, <laughs> We're timing ourselves, so hopefully we don't go too long. I know, we don't want you guys listening for four hours, so <laughs> we're going to try our best to get through these quickly, but... Um, Keep in mind, this is just a review of the trailer. I know that's, right. that sounds kind of lame, like we're reviewing trailers, but <laughs> and but it's kind of like the first exposure you have to these new shows. So it gives right. us an opportunity to really like, you know, see whether, you know, a thumbs up, thumbs down, is this something we want to invest even watching the first episode for? So Right. And some of these, um, or I'm sorry, all of these... These are not all the trailers. Yeah. We're, we selected ones that we thought were the most interesting to discuss. And then we have some honorable mentions at the very end. And we'll, you know, make sure you know which ones are honorable mentions. But, yeah, we, we're we not discussing all. Because there were a lot of trailers that came out recently if you've been keeping up with all the entertainment news. so Right. I mean, it's not even like... And those don't even represent all the new shows because there's plenty of shows whose trailers haven't even been publicly released right. yet. So, And this is just network TV. This is not cable. Yeah, this isn't cable. So this is no Sci-Fi Channel, USA, AMC, yeah, County Central. Strictly what? ABC, CBS, Fox, CW, and that's it, right? Uh, yeah, did you say NBC? And NBC. Yes. Yeah, but, but uh, we'll get to we'll, we'll get, get to that. NBC's trailers. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, so you ready yeah. to? Yeah, let's start off. Okay. With, let's start off with ABC. Okay. And uh, the first show we're going to talk about is uh, Conviction, okay. starring Haley Atwell, mm-hmm. uh, who used to be uh, on Agent Carter, and it's about a woman. She plays a woman who's a, the daughter of a former. Uh, president who is forced to work for Los Angeles County, I guess, DA's department, uh, working as a as an attorney and part of a unit that helps um, overturn or even review convictions that were slightly less than credible. Mm-hmm. So she works and she works with a lot of different uh, attorneys, investigators, forensic experts. Just think the Innocence Project. If you know anything about the Innocence Project, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same concept as that. Right. What did you think of this trailer? Um, this trailer, I I was a little bit, yeah, I was saying the premise was okay. Um, I felt like the backstory was a little lame. So she's supposed to be the daughter of a former president. And she was like a, a kind of a, a bad girl, if you will. Like a, she got into a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah. She was busted for drugs and being drunk and stuff like that. So she's like a wild child, if you will. And so that's kind of her little backstory. And I wasn't really... I didn't really care for that, but the premise itself, uh, it was okay. The one thing that stood out to me the most in this trailer, I just kept thinking, wow, this is kind of like Scandal in a sense. It kind of gave me, like, she was the Olivia Pope, and then she's working with a team of other, I guess, lawyers. And I was just like, oh, wow, like, the type of things that they're planning to handle it was basically kind of like scandal. Like they're fixing, you know, they're helping people get off of, you know, various convictions that, you know, like they weren't necessarily, um, you know, like kind of like they were wrongfully convicted, right? Right. So it kind of made me think of scandal in that sense of what scandal in the first season, at least, what they were doing, they were fixing problems. So 
that's the vibe I got. How about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have it. My notes say Agent Carter Esquire. <laughs> she's a bad girl attorney. She doesn't want this job, but she has to help the little people. And that's, that's, that's the gist of it. I mean, that's my log line for the show, and I really wasn't that interested in it. I mean, it was yeah. kind of like, you know, it followed the typical t- television tropes and cliches where, mm-hmm. you know, she's a bad girl. She doesn't want this job at all, but then she's forced to do it, and then she has contempt for it and the people she works with, and she rubs everyone the wrong way because she's brash. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, you know, she comes around and, you know, right. realizes that she can do some good in the world and maybe redeem herself from her bad ways and right. it, was just, it was nothing in that particular trailer that would you know convince me that it's worth even investing in the first episode when it comes on in the fall so right. so we have marion dungy in this marion Mar- marion dungy it's marion i would say marion marion dungy she was from well i know her mostly from alias if you remember she her fan, fancy fancy or francy is it fancy? It's, Fran- it's francine yeah. francine, francine right yeah, Fran- alias <laughs> yeah um, and then Sean Ashmore, who was in The Falling, he was in X-Men, a whole bunch of stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and Emily Kinney from The Walking Dead. She played Beth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that she was in that. Yeah, okay. that's Beth. But, um, yeah, anyway, I'm a, I'm a, this is a pass for me. Yeah, I, I might watch the first episode and, you know, see how that ends up being. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, like pressed to watch a whole season at all all right all right moving on the next one is a designated survivor and it show stars Kiefer sutherland and it's basically about uh keith sutherland uh, plays a low-level united states cabinet member who becomes president of the united states after a catastrophic attack on the state of the union so if you know like the state of the union they always have one person in the line of secession who's away from the proceedings in case something happens mm-hmm. and in this case something happens and uh, essentially, everyone dies in the State of the Union. So that's the president, the vice president, speaker of the house, all the people in the line of secession. And Kiefer Sutherland suddenly becomes the president of the United States. So it's okay. it's a terrorist attack, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. So it's like you know he becomes president. Have to navigate that along with this this um, terrorist attack. Right. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? So I said the premise initially is okay, but I just kept getting movie vibes from this, not TV show. I kept thinking to myself, how are they going to expand this? And one of the problems I kind of actually had, which is, I know it might be weird, but I don't like the title of the show. Um, I kind of feel like the title, for me with shows, it kind of sticks to me and it kind of makes me like I think of the title as I'm watching the show like I don't know I kind of like the title to really resonate with the rest of the show so I kept thinking like okay season two season three of this show if it gets that far like where like to call it designated survivor I don't know I just I wish it was called something else because obviously once you get past him being the designated survivor after about a year (laughs) you know it's kind of like Mm, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, I, I'm having no problem with the title of the show. And, and I mean, to your point of, well, that's fine. of you thinking like, <laughs> you know, past a year. But I think like if you think of it like this, if this would happen in real life, like this guy becomes president, like he would still have that title of being designated survivor. You know, like he didn't get he basically became president by you know, a technicality. So it's kind of like you could think of it as something as, as pejorative, like, yeah, he's the president, but he was really the designated survivor. So you kind of think of it so that no matter what he does in his presidency throughout the term of this show, people are still going to think of him as the designated survivor. So, I mean, I, I understand to a degree what you're saying, but I don't really have any problem with, with the title. 
I mean, I, you know, it's good and to that's see. that's fine. That's just me. That's yeah. just my weird quirk <laughs> that I just felt like the title. I don't know if I could see the title. Like, I don't know. I, I like, I don't know. I just couldn't see like beyond like a season two, season three. Are we still, are we? I don't think I would. Honestly, I don't think I would be thinking of him as a designated survivor after three years well, but, in office, four years in office. Yeah, I'm but not I, I mean, the, but the title to me is, is immaterial. I, mean, I, it's I know, that doesn't mean that you should watch. Yeah, I, I'm just excited that it's going to be Jack Bauer, Commander-in-Chief. I mean, it's pretty much Kiefer Sutherland. To me, it looks good. I mean, the, the trailer was well-produced. It was slick. Yeah. Um, the one quibble I had with the trailer was there was a line in the trailer when they're, you know, talking about the terrorist attack that killed, like, all of, you know, people in the line of secession of government in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I think a reporter says, in the, in the worst terrorist attack to strike the country since 9-11. Oh, right. And I was like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> like, everyone in, like, the government... Died in this attack. That's a little bit more than just the worst terrorist attack since 9 11. It's the worst terrorist attack in probably the history of the world. Right, you know? exactly. When everyone in the top rankings of the government dies in one fell swoop, it's yeah. more than just, oh, the worst terror attack in 15 years. It's the worst terrorist attack in the history of the entire world. So, yeah, well, definitely American soil, on American soil, I would think. What? Every soil. Have you ever Every, known any country where, like. Well, I don't every, know. I don't know, like, world <laughs> history that well. So I don't know, like, what happened well, in various small countries maybe that it just happened somewhere well, maybe it did but <laughs> but anyway this is a dumb, thumbs up for me i'm i'm interested me, i'm in kind of like Meh. yeah so anyway and next up uh, is downward dog and it's about a oh a woman it's, it's basically a, about a woman and her dog it's <laughs> it's a it's a dog. It's a talking dog show where the dog has a voiceover narrative. It's not like talking <laughs> dog, like the dog's mouth actually moves and has conversations with people. But it's right. more like he's narrating the story, and it's about a woman who's you know down on her luck and you know having a tough job and having a tough dating life, and a dog pretty much like is the mouthpiece for what's going on in the show. I like to think of it as pretty much it's a rom-com between an overworked woman and her dog <laughs> because the dog seemingly in this trailer has feelings for her and wants to get with that. <laughs> okay, let's not say that the dog wants to get with that. Okay, he wants to get with her. He way. wants to get with her. No, I don't I don't know. I, I I don't agree it was like that. But um this show uh left me wanting the show to only be about the dog and the cat. Like I don't even need to hear from the woman. And if anybody has ever watched animals on HBO, then you know what I'm talking about. I would love for this show to just be about the animals talking. That would be hilarious. If you have never seen animals on HBO, please watch it. It is hilarious. Um the main character to me was just really blah. She didn't sell the show for me. Um but hey, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I might, I actually would watch a few episodes just to hear what the dog and the cat have to say. <laughs> but well, other than that, I don't care about the lady and her dating life. Well, I don't care either. And <laughs> we can move on because we got a lot to go through. And we I can, can I can care less about this woman. So moving on, <laughs> moving on. Next is um, well, still Starcrossed. Okay. Still, Starcrossed is from the executive producers of Scandal: How to Get Away with Murder. Grey's Anatomy. So, so this is a Shonda show. Well, yeah, but they like to say that when it's like anybody who's as the executive producer of those shows are involved, mm-hmm. even if like Shonda's like involvement is minimal, they like to tie it in like that. Right. And it's essentially the story of Romeo and Juliet after they have died. So right. think it's of it based as, on a book. 
Yeah, so it's like a sequel to Romeo and Juliet. So they're dead, they're in the ground, Mm -hmm. but then now we see the aftermath of of their actions and see the families fighting and, you know, things like that. Right. So, yeah, so it's supposed to be about Juliet's cousin who was taken in by Juliet's parents. Um, Her cousin, I forget her name, Rosaline or Rosaline, however you want to say it. Um, Her parents died, so um, Juliet's parents took her in but made her a servant. So she was kind of like... I don't want to say it. no. I don't want to say she was a slave, but she was a servant. And anyway, so she um, is forced to marry one of the Montagues. So that's kind of like the backdrop of the story. Um, the trailer was cool. I mean, I would give it a go, but I don't know if I if I'm really interested enough in that story to really watch a whole season of it. That was my take on it. You didn't really watch the full trailer. I didn't need to. You didn't need to. That was was blame. Whatever. I mean, I'm not feeling this still star-crossed. It was was really some melodramatic, you know, typical melodramatic formula that you get from people who are involved with Mm -hmm. the aforementioned shows. Mm -hmm. And there's no real, you know, named actors in this show. No, no, no. But there were a lot of... um, there's a lot of diversity in this show. There's a lot, a lot of diversity. Of color yes, it's a colorblind show as far as mm. the casting is concerned. But the subject matter, I could care less about. I'm not really that interested in what happened to the, you know, after the fact. And I think they're pretty much trying to, in a way, capitalize mm-hmm. on the, you know, on the period piece type shows like Game of Thrones. Right, and yeah. Things like that. Because there's sore fights in the trailer and... Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, you know, pomp and circumstance with the royalty and, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I just didn't understand. Um, this was if if I'm correct, it was just one book. And I'm just wondering how they're going to get several seasons out of one book, you know, because I, I think of everything as like, can you get at least five, six, seven seasons out of anything? So that's kind of how I look at it. And I don't know. I don't I don't know how they could get that. But I didn't read the book, so maybe they can. Who knows? But. Yeah. It's not, I don't think I'm going to really watch the show. Okay, cool. One less crappy show on our television. (laughs) All right, next up uh, for ABC is a show called Time After Time. Okay. And it's it's a show about, takes, it's about a young H.G. Wells Mm -hmm. who in the um, 19th century uh, become invents his time machine and I guess it's before he actually writes a book about a time machine but he he writes uh, he creates a time machine and he goes to the future um, you know present day uh, America to hunt down Jack the Ripper who mm. he turn, who turns out to be his friend and who is Jack the Ripper and he was killing people in Victorian London and he goes through time to chase after Jack the Ripper to stop him from I guess killing people in the 21st century mm-hmm. and mm. Yeah, that that looks like trash too. <laughs> um, I watched this trailer twice. I yeah, this might not be one I watch. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, if yeah, in case in case you didn't know, this upcoming fall and next year there are gonna be three time travel shows, which is so odd. I don't know why. I'm like, why did everybody jump on the time travel show so this is the first of three that we will be talking about today so uh yeah it's that show's gonna be a pass for me i don't think i'm gonna watch it it's gonna be a hard pass huh yeah hard pass yeah <laughs> all right let's move on yeah moving on well that was it for the abc shows okay. right now um we move on to cbs okay and on cbs there uh, the next step is a show called bull okay and bull surprisingly is a drama based on the early career of dr Mag- dr phil 
And um, that's what they said. And I was like, this doctor? The doctor yeah, the Dr. Phil. Oh, the Dr. Phil. That that <laughs> Dr. Phil. You are a terrible mother. That you Dr. Phil. I love my doing my Dr. You Phil love impression. That impression. Yeah, his early <laughs> career before Oprah, before the talk shows, before all the interventions and things like that. Mm-hmm. He um, was like a jury consultant uh, and or helped consult for juries. Mm-hmm. And. And this show, uh, you know, stars uh, Michael Weatherly, who used to be on NCIS, mm-hmm. as Doctor Phil, <laughs> who looks like he's a lot more handsome than Doctor Phil probably was back in the day. <laughs> but I don't know what Doctor Phil looked like years ago. Right. I mean, now all I see is like, you know, he's bald. He has that mustache, mustache. and basically he's like that blue Muppet from like Sesame Street. <laughs> you know, but the Muppet I'm talking about with the must brown mustache. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Yes. That's basically Doctor Phil. <laughs> So, in any in any event, uh, it's, it's it's a show about Drake and so I mean, hey, he has all these high tech toys and cameras and touch screens in order to to de, you know determine who attorneys should select for voir dire uh, during a jury selection process. What does that mean? Voir dire uh, is when it's the part of the of of trial where the the attorneys for both sides select who's going to be on the jury. So okay. they, that's when they ask the jury questions like, are you biased? Do you have any knowledge of the defendants mm-hmm. in this case or whatever? Okay. And it's just a slick high-tech show about that process. But, you know, being someone who has a legal background, I... I can always, I can already tell this is going to be something a show that would frustrate me yeah. with, you yeah, know, you with the inaccuracies and like mm-hmm. it's this is one of those shows like you know what I can't deal with it. I mean the the premise in the trailer they talked about just to give people a quick background was essentially like a rip from the headlines Natalie Hollowell type deal like the woman who was found dead in like the uh, what Aruba Aruba yeah. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So that's what the the first case takes place it's like a rich kid who was accused of killing this girl like on spring break or something like mm-hmm. that and and that was the focus of the entire trailer okay yeah for uh for me i immediately thought um quickly this reminds me of the mentalist um and i said cbs really loves these cerebral type like somebody's like really mentally like astute very you know very just so super intelligent mentally and they could just like you know, see people, see through people and like, you know, kind of understand, like almost psychic abilities. Like CBS love these type of shows. I think um, I would give the show a, a couple of tries and um, oh, that's yeah, surprising. I would, you know, I, I, I like those shows too, but the thing with CBS shows is that they're all kind of the same. So I don't see myself like really watching this. This is a show I would watch in rerun. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch reruns of this show. Well, that's how CBS shows are. But quickly, uh, I just wanted to finish before it because you said a lot. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to jump in there. Uh, but quickly, I just said, um, I think this will be a very popular CBS show. This is like their core. I think this hits their core crowd. I think they will love this show. Um, and that's it. There were, oh, I also noted like some, there were some people of color on this show. That's what I've also been looking for in a lot of these shows, people of color and, um, wasn't sure of how big any of the roles would be for those people. But yeah, basically, I just think this is totally a CBS show. Like, I think this is going to do well. Yeah, it's, it's essentially going to be a procedural. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to describe him as like, well, the character himself, he's brash, he's cocky, he's very insulting, but like, he's always right. So right. it's kind of like he's like the mentalist or he's kind of like uh, house and how he's yeah, always exactly. like brash and insulting to people and they see smarter than everyone. Yes, mm-hmm. that's yeah. Those those shows on CBS do very well, I think. Yeah, so 
Anyway, that was a bull. It's a pass for me, but I guess you might be interested in watching it based on the trailer. I might give it a couple of tries and see what's up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, well, let's talk about what is it? Pure genius. Pure genius, sure. Yeah, uh, pure genius as uh, a medical drama about a young Silicon Valley uh, like tech titan who hires a veteran surgeon to help him start a super hospital that has all the mm-hmm. greatest technology in the world to help cure the most uh, rare diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much the most advanced hospital ever. And I, I like to think of it, my log line would be, Mark Zuckerberg uses his billions of dollars to open the most advanced hospital ev- ever. And, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but essentially, it's... I'm not that interested in this show either. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's that's a recurring theme for me. Um because it has the personal, uh, I guess, the personal connection with the guy who's the the, the Silicon Valley guy who spends billions building this hospital where he basically started this hospital to help find a cure for the disease that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As well as help all these other people. But it's like, eh, I'm, I'm not into it. Yeah. Um, for me, I love the premise. I like I like cool stuff like this. Tech this is gonna be this is gonna be a tech heavy show, which is another thing I wanna point out. I think CBS is getting really into like tech shows, you know, I mean they had C C C S I cyber and i don't know i feel like they're really trying to tap into some maybe that's maybe they're trying to pull in younger people with all these like more technologically advanced shows and cool mm, like things uh, i don't know i don't think because so. i can't see their core audience of well, no. much old that skews much older being really into all this tech stuff no because this tech stuff is so like really like explained and demonstrated so simplistically i think they are tapping into the core of having old people because old people a lot of them don't understand technology. So I think it's well, yeah. easy for them to show them flashing lights and, and you know, cool touch screens and let them make, you know, people think like, oh, this is all I need to do to solve this problem. And people will fall for it. With people who have more comfortable with technology, I think, well, we'll see right through that. It's like, okay, it's not really that easy, you know. But with older folks, they probably think, oh, yeah, you can use this, like, supercomputer to make a 3D image of a heart and then operate on it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Also, given the fact that this show has a lot of young people on it, that that was my other thing, too. <laughs> okay. Like, his whole, like, everybody that works at the hospital is very young. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. I mean, but I'm just reading this off of this particular show. And then the Bull show also has the technology. And I, 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 yeah, I, I don't no. know. I mean, I understand your point. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they're not. Maybe they're trying to show older people, like, hey, technology is cool. Don't, don't be afraid don't of it. Don't be afraid of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's where they're going. But anyway, um, I don't want to ramble. Uh, but let's see. I... There was something about the main character, the guy, the guy who was the, the tech guy, the tech guy, the billionaire guy. As an actor, I, I felt like he was trying too hard in the trailer. I don't know. That could just be, you know, hey, that's what they showed and whatever. So it couldn't be a thing. But I didn't I didn't really um, like his acting in the trailer. I felt he was just trying too hard. Um, so I don't know, um, but I do like Dermot Mulroney, who is... Dilbert um, McDermott? Or... Dylan McDermott? D- Dylan McDermott uh, or Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you can't say it. But yeah, Dermot Mulroney plays the surgeon that the tech, tie fi- tech guy finds and taps to come and like basically lead, you know, all this medical stuff going on here at this hospital. And I do like him. So... I would give it a I would give it a go just to see what it's about and um 
Um, I also like that there were multiple people of color on the show, although I don't know if they will have any really strong roles roles on the show. But um, finally, I didn't also I, I didn't care for the fact that he kind of created this hospital to deal with his disease. I like y'all could have left that out. Like I didn't I don't know I didn't need that. And I thought it was really funny um, that he said that in next five years like you know i won't even remember my own name because this is like kind of like an advance it's like a real they, they call it als on steroids so i think they said it was ggs i think gss or something yeah. is the name of the fake disease and or i don't know maybe it is a real disease but like yeah so they're they're calling this disease like really advanced you know really crazy type of like degenerative disease he won't remember anything but I didn't like that premise that, you know, they're using that for the hospital and mm-hmm. that's why he did it and blah, blah, blah. So Yeah, so whatever. it's a pass for me, but you might, might be interested. Give it a go. Yeah. But I hardly watch CBS, so I feel like I'll forget about it and have to <laughs> have to watch it like another time like on, you know, demand or whatever. Right. But anyway. Moving along. Moving along. Next up uh, on CBS is a reboot. Reboot. Of MacGyver. And yeah, I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. <laughs> and it's not just MacGyver. It's like, and I'm not even going to explain MacGyver to people because I think everyone in the world knows what MacGyver does. If you don't know does. MacGyver, just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're too young. <laughs> to know MacGyver. But I think everyone knows who, who MacGyver is and what right. he does, what he's all about. Or you might know MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> MacGruber. But MacGyver, but this is not even just MacGyver. It's like young MacGyver. So it's like, you know, basically it, it reminds me. I believe me, it's his son. I is it supposed to be his son? Because he said, my dad, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> I would have... Yeah, I don't know if you caught I, that. I would have been... I yeah, would have been happy if it was just a prequel for MacGyver and just shows how he like became... Like young MacGyver? Right. But now if it's going to be his son, I think that's even worse. it's to be his son because he said, my dad always taught me to blah, 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 blah. But maybe he wasn't talking about... You know, well, Richard I, Dean Anderson MacGyver. Maybe he's just saying like his he's his, his dad in general. I think it's a reboot. I don't think it's like he's MacGyver's. Well, son. what does the description say that you found on the web? It doesn't say it's his son. That's for oh, sure. Okay. Well, I don't know, but he did make it a point. <laughs> no, to it say says it says Angus MacGyver. Like it says his name. So Angus MacGyver is Richard Dean Anderson from the MacGyver show. Oh, so, interesting. Okay, so he is a yeah. young. MacGyver. Yeah, I think he mentions his dad. But I don't think it's supposed to be young like, original MacGyver. Okay, yeah, from the okay. Got but it. to me, this is like that show, the cartoon. When I was a kid that was pretty lame and didn't last very long. <laughs> James Bond Junior. Oh, it was like a cartoon. Like James Bond Junior. <laughs> yeah, I think it went the theme song and something like that. Yeah, it was James Bond Junior. And it was supposed to be like a kid spy, but he's James Bond Junior. I'm like, yo, we know James Bond don't have any kids. He's, right. He's smarter than that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's just say that James Bond is smarter than that. You know what I'm saying? But then it's funny because, like, thinking about it as a kid, I'm thinking, well, how do they explain that, like, his father is like James Bond? Because, like, anyone who watches James Bond knows that dude sleeps with a different woman in a different country every movie. <laughs> so basically, he just, like, doing things all over the country and having secret kids. Like, nah, player. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I, I mean, MacGyver is MacGyver. I mean, they, the, mm-hmm. the clips show him doing all kinds of impossible things and, mm-hmm. you know, making things happen and escaping from rooms using, like, five common household items. So <laughs> it is what you get. But I just feel as though this is a completely unnecessary reboot. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no reason to reboot MacGyver, man. Yeah. Like, I have no interest. I have no interest in watching it, like, as a full season, but I would give it an episode 
or she will go. You are very, very forgiving. And, and it's not that, like, I don't think it's wrong to watch an episode of something. I, I do. I don't want to waste that hour of my life. I mean, I, there's a lot of shows on television, and I've seen a lot of them. But there's a lot of hours in the day and the week. So I feel like, hey, like... I, I don't I don't see what's wrong with watching because if I feel like hey if I can watch like multiple episodes of uh, Law and Order SVU on the weekend or something or old or old episodes of Flashpoint <laughs> I can devote some of my time and watch one of these and I probably see I can think of a big difference between Flashpoint and MacGyver though Flashpoint is awesome see that's the difference between watching Flashpoint if you don't know what Flashpoint is you gotta find it it's on is it on Netflix or Hulu it's on uh, it's on Netflix. I yeah. think Flashpoint. Yeah, it's a show. It's a Canadian it's a show Canadian that show. was that aired on CBS also concurrently in like 2010, 11 that time, and it's on it's on the Ion Network. But yeah, it's about like a a strategic response police unit that goes in and you know saves people from hostage, hostage situations, situations every week. Bombs. There's a bomb or a hostage situation right. like every week. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty cool, it's, you know, interesting. It's, good, it's a good like popcorn show. You know, yeah. it's, it's not too deep, but it's like it's good to watch it like. 12 o'clock at night before you go to bed. Yeah, there were five seasons of it. It is no longer on the air. Um, new. Newly on the air. New episodes. Yeah, but, but you can, five seasons and right. plenty of watch. Go watch it. Yeah, go go watch that. Yeah. It's much better than something like MacGyver. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And next up is another CBS show. This is a comedy called The Great Indoors. And The Great Indoors stars uh, Joe McHale of The Soup and Community. And it's a it's a multi-camera comedy about a, an adventure reporter who, you know, must adapt to the times by working with millennials at his uh, magazine, which is starting to go digital. So he's like the guy who's actually been out in, you know, the toughest regions of the world exploring and climbing mountains and, you know, walking with Sherpas and things like that. And then he has to come back and deal with these millennials who don't do anything besides spend time in front of the computer mm-hmm. and work at the magazine. And that that show actually one of the few comedies that we saw trailers for that actually gave me a laugh. Like I actually found uh, the Great Indoors uh, somewhat funny. Uh, also in it with uh, Joel McHale is McLovin, which is uh, Christopher Mintz Plath. Could not think of that guy's name. Yeah, McLovin yeah. basically. And yeah, that show actually gave me the funniest laugh of all the shows that we watched the, the trailers laugh, for not the funniest laugh the funniest laugh or the biggest laugh <laughs> you said the funniest laugh it was big and funny, funny. <laughs> got it <laughs> all right for me um th- this is gonna be one of those shows i pass on actually um i like joel McHale, um and yeah i would i would watch if it was something else and i don't like the title of the show i know that's lame for me to talk about but i don't like the title of the show um this just screamed millennials are lame and even though i have my own issues with millennials um i don't know if i want to watch a show about it um something that's just going to feed into stereotypes but uh i like that the cast was diverse um and that's about it yeah the trailer was funny like it yeah there was a nice little laugh there but i feel like that I don't know. I don't know if that show will get funny. But he he's funny, so so maybe it might be an all right show. I think this show will do well on CBS. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's... Um, it's I, I'm going to pass on that one, actually. Okay, so there's one that I would actually watch that you wouldn't. So. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, surprisingly. Well, next up is the, the last show we're going to talk about right now on CBS, which is Training Day. So another reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, this time a movie. Yeah, of a, of a movie. And this movie is set... 
15 years, or this show is set 15 years after the original movie, mm-hmm. and it's about a, you know, a rookie cop, a black rookie cop paired with a corrupt older white cop. Mm-hmm. So it's like the races are reversed in this, in this mm-hmm. movie from the original Training Day. And essentially it's, you know, Bill Paxton is playing the corrupt cop. Um, with like a a new like unknown actor playing the the younger rookie cop, and it's it's pretty much what Training Day was. I mean, the mm-hmm. co- the older cop is corrupt. He does shady things, and right. and I guess the kicker of this this particular show is in the trailer. I guess the rookie cop thinks he's going to train, quote unquote, air quotes, <laughs> train the older cop. So he's thinking right. like, okay, the older cop, he's like a renegade. He's going to do these things. But I'm the rookie cop. I'm going to show him the right way right. or how to be a cop. <laughs> and wow, this one really, this is another unnecessary reboot in my yeah. opinion. Um, you know, I'll let you talk, but I just want to say this to me, and I felt the same way about the Training Day movie, is... I think the Shield was better as a show about corrupt cops, and this mm-hmm. this is nowhere. This is I don't think it's gonna be anywhere near as good oh, as the Shield based on this initial trailer. And I always thought the Shield was better than Training Day, the movie, because I, I felt though Training Day, I just didn't like the fact that 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 uh, Denzel's character had no redeeming value. Like he was just a bad cop through and through, and mm-hmm. suddenly on the first day of working with this guy, he just decides he's gonna try to kill him, which to me was like made no logical sense. <laughs> as opposed to a show like the Shield where you know, Vic Mackey was a corrupt cop, but he also still like tried to be a good cop and get things done. Like he mm-hmm. did the stuff to get done to get to put the bad guys away. On the other hand, but he also was trying to like get his own on the side. So mm-hmm. it, there was redeeming qualities about that character as opposed to Denzel is just a bad character. And I feel like this is going to go the way of the original movie where Bill Paxton's character is just going to be a terrible guy throughout. Right. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about this. I'm not interested in watching this. It looked The trailer looked like a movie, but it looked like a cheesy movie. Like there were some cheesy lines said, um, I'm not feeling Bill Paxton in this position. I don't. I don't know. I was like... I don't believe you. We need more people. I don't believe him as a bad cop. I don't know why. Like he just seemed because he played in the trailer. Like he was playing it. He didn't. He didn't play it menacing. Like at yeah, least no, you know, exactly. Denzel played yeah. was menacing. Right. You know, yeah. In he the was, role, he was scary. He was like, scary. Like yeah. even in the commercials for the for the movie when it came out, he was right. pretty scary. Bill Paxton is still playing it as like a goofy, you know, you know, lucky guy, devil may care guy, you know? Right, yeah. Like, he's kind of like, eh, I don't really care about my job kind of guy. So I'm just going to do whatever I want type of. Not like a, not like Denzel's character, which was like, yeah, menacing and scary. And like, you didn't want to mess with, you know, you didn't want to mess with him. You know, you didn't want to risk your job or your life, rather, trying to maybe even think about turning in Denzel. Like, Bill Paxton, you could turn him in and be like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know. So I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't want to... It didn't make me want to see that, so... Yeah, I think so. Essentially, the verdict is that's going to be a pass for both of us, huh? Yeah, not, not interested. <laughs> all right, well, that's it for CBS right now. All right, so we're going to move on. Yeah, let's talk about Fox. Fox? And Fox, to give you guys... There's a lot of Fox shows. There's a lot of Fox shows. And to be honest with you, most of these Fox shows were very uh, attractive to me. Like, they were shows mm-hmm. that I I actually would most likely watch. They were they mm-hmm. were pretty good shows, actually, based on the trailers. It's something that, like, makes me want to watch, watch it more. Right. Um, first up is another reboot. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, there's a theme yeah. with the 2016 uh, fall... 
season with television. Mm-hmm. This is a reboot, uh, a reboot of Lethal Weapon with uh, Damon Wayans playing the role that popularized by Danny Glover as uh, Roger Murtaugh. And uh, another guy, oh man, what's this guy's name? Uh, oh, Clayne Crawford. Crawford playing Martin Riggs, which was a Mel Gibson role. And essentially it's, you know, an older cop who's, you know, looking for retirement. He's got a family. He just wants to, you know, peacefully go into retirement. Mm. But he's paired with a crazy cop with a death wish who lost his <laughs> family mm-hmm. in a car crash. And this, my issue with this trailer was the the guy playing Riggs mm-hmm. uh, didn't seem crazy enough to play Riggs. Like, mm-hmm. at least in the, in the first movie with... Uh, Mel Gibson, like, he mm-hmm. really was kind of crazy. I mean, they toned mm-hmm. him down after that because, you know, they made the, the, the movie really kind of pop-friendly and, like, a right. funny little movie. But the first movie, he was really, like, a crazy guy. And this guy just seemed crazy mm-hmm. enough to play him. I'm I'm happy Damon Wayans is in it because I'm all for Damon Wayans. Like, mm-hmm. dude is funny to me. He's right. he's he's a better actor than he's given credit for. Yeah, and he can, he can really do a lot of things acting-wise. But... He's playing a straight man in this in this show appears based on the trailer. And like I don't want Damon Wayans to really play the straight man because the dude is like too funny to be this the straight man. Especially in this particular show. Maybe in another show he could play a straight man, but here he really has to be straight compared to how crazy Riggs straight is supposed to be. Straight laced, you mean. You keep saying straight. I just wanted to make sure people. Knew I think people are listening and know, like, what I, I mean when I say straight man. Well, I didn't at first, and I didn't really. Well, get in the context, in the context of, of performance art in movies yes. and television and plays, the straight man is yes, the guy who's you know not there for laughs, and he's supposed to be mm-hmm. the guy you play off of when they're making jokes. So, in any event. Um, this show, I might watch the first episode just yeah. because of the source material mm-hmm. and I like Damon Wayans, but I don't have much high hopes for it. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe maybe after the first pilot, after the first episode, mm-hmm. things get better and I'm hoping they do because but based on the trailer of the first episode, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah, um, it looked good. I thought the trailer was good. I think it, the trailer sold the show to, yeah, at least give it one watch. Um, maybe even a couple watches, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is gonna go far. I, I feel like some people have stigmas. You know, you just hear like, oh, there's a, you know, just like rush hour. I feel like people were so against having like a rush hour TV show. I feel like people didn't even want to give it a chance. So I kind of feel like that's gonna, that's gonna be what happens to like MacGyver <laughs> and Training Day mm-hmm. and now this. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is gonna do well just based on that fact. But yeah, like I said, the trailer it it wasn't bad. It didn't it didn't look bad. So um, I would watch it a couple times. But yeah, I don't know if this is something I would just watch. I would watch a whole season of. Yeah, well, and I like Damon Wayans. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's, to me, it's worth watching at least the first couple episodes to see where mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah, but you know, we'll see. Hopefully, it'll be good and it gets me to keep watching it. But mm-hmm. you know, like I said, based on this initial trailer, mm, I'm I'm not sure how it's going to turn out with that. Alrighty. So next up is uh, Son of Zorn, and which is a live action slash animated comedy. Uh, essentially, it's about a barbarian who, after arriving home from being a barbarian for 10 years, tries to reconnect with his teenage son and his ex-wife while working in a, a regular old office building, mm-hmm. office environment. Mm-hmm. So think of like He-Man. If, mm-hmm. if He-Man, after defeating Skeletor, <laughs> you know, left... 
the you know left where he lived and then went back to like human world where regular <laughs> folks are living and driving cars and going to soccer practice. So it's you know that guy that character Zorn is a cartoon character, but everyone else is like live action. So that's Cheryl Hines in it and Tim Meadows. What did you think? Um, this was one that I wasn't going to talk about because I didn't care about it. Oh yeah, you weren't going to talk about. Sorry, this. I wasn't going to. I wasn't talking about this because well, I. Didn't uh, oh well, yeah. Well, I'll talk about. about it, yeah. yeah, I'll talk about it. Jason Sudeikis plays uh, the voice of Zorn, and this is going to be canceled so fast, like yeah. with the quickness, like. This looks like it's just so bad. Like it wouldn't even. I don't even think this would have done well on on Comedy Central. Mm. Uh, the sight lines are awful on the characters because they're they're acting alongside a cartoon character. So think Roger Rabbit or right. Space Jam or something like that. Right. But the, when you see the live action characters talking to the animated characters. Mm-hmm. Are supposed to react to it like the sight lines are off. They're not looking at yeah, what they're supposed they look to be like, looking at. Oh, yeah, it's weird. And you know the blocking is weird on it. It's it's really, it's really doesn't seem like it's going to be a good show. I, I think they should have made this a traditional cartoon and put it on like Netflix. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, you know BoJack Horseman or something like that, or the mm-hmm. Cartoon Network. It yeah. would have served better as being just a regular straight traditional cartoon where this barbarian goes back home and then lives in the regular house. That, to me, would have been much better than trying to shoehorn this into a live-action animated hybrid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, But um, if you couldn't tell, I'm not going to be watching that, bull. <laughs> so uh, next up is uh, going to be Pitch. Okay. And Pitch is a drama uh, that centers on a young female pitcher who defies the odds, become the first woman to pitch in Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. And she just happens to be black, which is kind of awesome. So she's like Jackie, you know, like Jacqueline Robinson, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. much. And it's about her trials and and tribulations and how difficult it is for her to be the first woman to pitch in the Major Leagues and the discrimination and bigotry and misogyny she has to deal with Mm -hmm. from her fans and her teammates and her coaches and, and things like that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's this show is produced in conjunction with Major League Baseball, so they have the rights to use all the trademarks and mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm thinking because the Major League Baseball is participating in this show, and it specifically said during the trailer, produced in conjunction right. with MLB, yeah, which makes me think, okay, this is pretty much going to be a, um, pretty much like a, it's not going to be a gritty show. It's, it's going to be a mm-hmm. softball, fluffy. Show in 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 my opinion, and Mm -hmm. I'm not too much into those types of shows. I I do Mm -hmm. like my shows that have some edge, Mm -hmm. and because of MLB's participation, I don't think there's going to be any edge to this show. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll, I might check out the first episode to see what it's about, Mm -hmm. but I don't think the subject matter is is something that I'd be too interested in in the long term. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought the trailer was good. Um, I, I got movie vibes from it again, but uh, from another trailer. I keep getting a lot of movie vibes from trailers, not necessarily like TV shows. Right, vibe, and to be like clear, like seasons you, and seasons. Right, you, know. you see movie, right? You think it's a, a concept or a premise that will work well in a two hour movie. Exactly. But there's no way they can sustain that over multiple like seasons. Five, six, seven seasons. Right. So, anyway, I thought it was good. I thought, you know, I would definitely give it a try. I would definitely watch um, some episodes and see where they go. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm like you, this is one of those shows that I don't know, I don't know if this will do well over several seasons, you know, like even like three seasons, I don't know, yeah, it's like I kind of wish I could see a little bit more like where this could go, what they plan on doing with this, um, you know, beyond 
this being about a, a woman, you know, the first woman to be in Major League Baseball. I don't know what kind of other... I don't, I don't know. Like, once she um, encounters, you know, a lot of, you know, hate and, uh, you know, whatever she encounters, you know, be it racism, hate, bigotry, whatever, um, prejudice, you know, um, I don't know what else they're going to do like second season i feel like you're gonna hit a lot of that stuff the first season and then what are you gonna do second season what are you gonna do the, what are gonna where's, the dra- where's the drama gonna come yeah from? like her and her obstacles because i assume like that's where a lot of the drama will come from because mm-hmm. you see it in the trailer that you know she she takes herself out of the game because she's not doing well and so everybody's talking about it and like oh she can't handle it so that's if that's going to be within the first season obviously then like okay What's going to happen second season? What is she going to face? Is she going to break her leg? Like, is she gonna, you know what I'm saying? I just don't know where, like you said, more drama will come from that season after season after season. So that's kind of how I look at it. But I, I'll give it a go. I, it doesn't look bad at all. It looks really good. It looks, you know, it looks, it looks dramatic enough for me. Like I said, I, I, I think, or like you said, rather, I think that um, it will, it won't be too edgy, you know, given that it's going to be, you know, in conjunction with MLB. It's going to stay pretty light yeah it's gonna will. be feel good yeah it's so, gonna yeah. be a lot of feel goodness coming out um but zach morris is gonna be in it <laughs> yeah mark paul mark, mark paul, paul gossler mark paul gossler zach morris and mark consuelos is also gonna be in it hmm. so there we go and just to let you know those aren't exactly selling points to me they're not selling points. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just letting the people know that there are two okay. people you know that have some well at least zach morris does <laughs> Okay, go ahead yeah. to the next one. The next one is uh, called APB, which I assume is short for All Points Bulletin. And it's about a tech billionaire who purchases a troubled police precinct. And I believe it's in Chicago. It's supposed yes. to take place in Chicago. Yes, it is in Chicago. Uh, in the wake of a loved one's murder. And he uses cutting-edge technology to fix the you know, broken ways of the police department. And... Essentially, to me, a short log line for this would be Bruce Wayne buys a police precinct. <laughs> because essentially, it's a guy who's like a billionaire who's someone who he cared about strongly died. And he said, I got to do something about the crime in the city. Like, crime didn't affect him. So he didn't care about it. But then once his friend gets killed, he's like, whoa, mm-hmm. we got to do something. I'm going to buy a police precinct, you know? <laughs> and and that's the premise of the show. I, mean, I think it's kind of like person of interest because he uses this, like, computer technology to help track down, mm-hmm. you know, criminals. And, you know, there's cameras everywhere. And, and you know, they can predict crimes and figure out license plates and, mm-hmm. you know, see people going in and out of buildings. So it's this high-tech crime-fighting software that he uses mm-hmm. uh, when he decides to buy this police precinct. Mm-hmm. I mean, notwithstanding the the prepo- you know the preposterous nature of a billionaire businessman <laughs> buying a police precinct, mm-hmm. but to me, it's it, it looks slick. You know, like Fox. Yeah. Well, one thing Fox does well is they produce very slick-looking shows with yeah. high with high production values. Right. Whether yeah. or not the shows themselves are any good, mm-hmm. but they usually have high production values on their shows, and I appreciate that. So it looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might watch it. Uh, Justin Kirk plays the the billionaire, and he you know he was um, on Weeds playing What's Her Face's brother-in-law. 
Nancy's brother. Nancy, I can remember her name. Nancy Botwin, mm-hmm. his brother-in-law. So it's kind of weird because he's like a goofy guy. He always yeah. plays goofy roles, but he's supposed, I guess, play this t- suave tech billionaire. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, I know he's done some other stuff outside of that goofy realm. I just can't think of what that was. But anyway, yeah, I I had a hard time like believing him because again, he he played that he played like a weed smoking like guy on um on weeds and i mean that's a long time ago i know but still i just i just have that image in my head so i was like i don't know if i believe you guy but um the premise of the show seems interesting but i don't know if i'll even give this a shot um i don't know there's just something about it that i just didn't it, it gave me minority report vibes because of technology and the you know people reporting crime so um, and the you know all the technology and stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know this. The jury's out on this for me. I I mean if I happen to catch it on, I'll watch it. But I'm not gonna look to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, next is Star, and that's like a spinoff of Empire, and it's from Lee Daniels and I think Danny Strong as well, right? Sure. It's a spinoff of Empire, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a, it takes place in Atlanta. And yes, it's pretty much like a, a show about three women who form a singing group in Atlanta. It's got Queen Latifah in it, Benjamin Bratt, uh, Lenny Kravitz. Uh, yeah, that trailer didn't do anything for me. I'm not too interested in, in that show. It's like, mm-hmm. I guess Fox is trying to ride that Empire wave mm-hmm. and then ride that Lee Daniels wave. So they greenlit this show. Mm-hmm. And they have some star power with Queen Latifah and, and Benjamin Bratt and, and Lenny Kravitz. But mm-hmm. considering it's from the team that brought you Empire, <laughs> that's going to be a pass for me. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have anything to say about Star. Um, yeah, interesting enough, um, before I say anything, yeah, everybody that I was, I was looking at the tweets from the Fox upfronts and everybody basically said that they were a little bit more convinced of the show because the group performed live at the upfronts, um, the trio, the girls. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, I guess they were good and people were like, well, maybe I'll give this show a shot, but it didn't seem like people really wanted to give this show a shot. Which <laughs> is exactly. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't moved by this, um, by the trailer at least. And it didn't make me want to watch it. I wasn't, I don't know. There was something about, it I just didn't, it it just looked it literally kind of just looked boring to me. I know I know it should it, it I don't know it it probably wasn't boring, but there was something about the story itself that was kind of boring to me. But I mean I think I it's didn't... just a typical like you know girls you know some girls from the other side of track trying to be big stars. They move to the big city. Mm-hmm. You know it's gonna be like they they have success. They have failures. You know there's mm-hmm. you know, there there's jealousy. There's breakups. There's you know. And Betrayal. Because I think that one girl, the one girl is supposed to be rich. Was supposed, yeah, yeah, right. One, okay, one, so there's that little difference. But yeah, other, yeah, I don't know the story. I was just kind of like blah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be like. I feel like it's gonna be like made up drama. Yeah, and I don't know if it's gonna be a straight drama or a soap opera like Empire. Right. I, you know? I, yeah, you I can't really tell. From couldn't the... really tell if it was gonna be soapy or <laughs> it was gonna just be some real drama. And I didn't know like what kind of real drama you're gonna get. Again, like I keep thinking like, where is the show gonna be in five seasons? Psh, who knows? I, I couldn't tell. But anyway, I wasn't moved to watch that. All right, moving on to another reboot, but it's more of a reboot of a show that already came on before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty Four Legacy. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's not really a reboot 
per se. It's more mm-hmm. like you know another twenty four mm-hmm. with different characters, mm-hmm. and twenty four Legacy um, stars Corey Hawkins, mm-hmm. and I believe he played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton. Yes, he was also in this past season, The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. as anonymous black dude with terrible dreads, <laughs> and he. Um, he plays a, a troubled soldier who returns to the United States mm-hmm. and he comes asking CTU, CTU for help because apparently, you know, he gets mixed up with something. Someone's trying to kill him and his family. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, trying to get help from CTU and it's pretty much he's going to be the new Jack Bauer. Right. And, you know, I'm really happy that Corey Hawkins got this gig. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to be the Black Jack Bauer or mm-hmm. Black Bauer. I'm sure people, I'm <laughs> Black sure Black Bauer, Bauer hashtag, hashtag is going to be trending. <laughs> but well, since I just said Black Bauer, let me trademark Black Bauer <laughs> hashtag right now before someone claims it and gets mad. And, you know, we don't want any hashtag wars for our podcast. So let me do that right now. But I'm anyway, about that. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it yeah. I mean, I'm all for 24. Like yeah. 24 is awesome. I was a huge 24 fan. I mm-hmm. I did stop watching 24 after season six. I didn't mm-hmm. watch the last two seasons because it kind of pretty much sucked. But I did watch the 24 reboot with Kiefer Sutherland a couple of years ago, and that was awesome. I think it served it well to reduce the the episode order from 24 down to a shortened season of 13. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're doing with this 24 legacy. I don't know if it's going to be 24 hours or they're going to reduce it to 13. It should be reduced to 13 because I think that serves the story well. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited because I'm looking forward to seeing Corey Hawkins go through and do some Jack Bauer things, shooting people (laughs) and, you know, shooting them in the kneecaps and cutting their heads (laughs) off and throwing their bodies over, you know, out of buildings. Yeah, the trailer was impressive. Um, I also thought that... um, it, it was like, again, it was like a movie. But then I, this I could see as a TV show because it was obviously a TV show before. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is usually my type of thing. You know, I usually personally don't watch a lot of, like, uh, action type of stuff, like violent type of stuff. I mean, basically, I watch Game of Thrones. That's, like, the most violent thing well, I watch. Well, we did right watch, now, like, the finale of Grimm. And that was, like... Oh, my God. That was lit. Like, yo, that was, like, the most violent Grimm episode ever. Ep- like ever it was on some game of thrones that night yeah um, that show but yeah anyway yeah this i don't know i might like dip in and out you know as you watch it but i don't see myself like saying hey i'm gonna sit down and really watch this with you because it's just usually not my cup of tea so anyway but it looked good it looked exciting and i was very surprised with that trailer his uh wife or whatever she like came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that part where yeah, his like wife a, was At like, one point, yeah, the, like some people come into his house and tries to kill him and he tells his wife to hide but then she comes out and she like, you know, she comes out the attic and then she reaches into the, 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 the laundry into the yeah, washer. Pulls out a gun. Pulls out a gun and, and takes somebody <laughs> down. I'm like, yo, this wow. is going to be nice. Yeah, like if she gets involved, like that's going to be really interesting to see that. But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's I just my hope. On it. I'm definitely going to see it. I mm-hmm. just hope. I mean, it's implied in the in the trailer, but I just hope it's not Muslim terrorists again. Please, let's not have Muslim terrorists. Like we've done this so many times with 24. Mm-hmm. We've done it with Homeland. It's like, come on, you need another boogeyman. All right, next up is Shots Fired, mm-hmm. and Shots Fired comes from uh, Gina Prince Bythewood and and her husband Reggie Rock Bythewood. And starring in this is a lot of people, but most notably Sanaa Lathan, Helen Hunt, Stephen Moyer, Will Patton, Joe Hennessy. And it examines the aftermath of a racially charged shooting in a small town in Tennessee. And Sanaa Lathan plays an expert investigator who digs into the case along with a special prosecutor. 
sent to the town by the Department of Justice. And essentially, these two investigators have to navigate the whole situation with the shooting, with the media, the local police and investigators, the, the local uh, citizens, and deal with something, a, a case that can be very volatile and, you know, could result in, you know, further violence and disruption and, and civil unrest mm-hmm. if it's not handled uh, properly. Uh, also in the, in the in the show is Stephen James, who played... Um, what was he in? Jesse Owens in Race. Ah, okay. And, yeah, and he awesome. was he was also in Selma. Mm-hmm. And also Tristan Wilde, who um, who played Mike on The Wire. You haven't seen that season yet, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. he played Mike on The Wire, and it looks good to me. Uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, it looked good. Um, this was. I was wondering though with this with the trailer. Um, is this supposed to be the whole season? Like this, that One, case? Yeah. So we're assu- assuming um, that there will be different cases each season? Like, do you know how I don't even know. I, I'm, I have no idea if this is a limited run show or, or what. I mean, yeah. I think whatever, whenever they say it's going to be a limited run, I just think that means, well, if the ratings are good enough, we'll bring it back. If not, right. we'll just say it was a limited run. Right. So this might be one of those situations yeah. where if, it's, yeah. if the ratings are good enough, it'll come back again. And I'm sure it'll be like a different... A different case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I was I was just confused, so I didn't know how to really take the the show. Like the um, I didn't really know how to take the trailer. Like, is this gonna be like spread out over multiple seasons or what? But yeah, it looked interesting. Looked good. Um, you know, this is obviously a lot. That's you know we've been dealing with a lot of this type of police shootings, but obviously it's reversed in this case. Um, you did mention that that it was a. Basically, a black cop. No, I did not mention that. Oh, I just said it was a racially charged shooting. Oh, okay, yeah. So this is going to be the reverse of what you know we have been seeing in real life, where it's going to be a black cop that shot a white kid. Right. So this this will be very interesting to see how audiences react to this. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I would I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah, this definitely looks good. I mean, it's got mm-hmm. the all star cast. Like I said, I mean, it's haven't I, seen Helen Hunt in a while. Yeah, Helen Hunt's right. in it, and she, excuse my, mm, I don't know, chauvinism that's about to come out now, <laughs> and my sexism, but she is not looking good. I mean, she's over 50. She is 52, and for that's whatever... That's what it said online, and I'm like, is that right? She, I mean, based on how she's been aging, I'm like... She hey. looks like she's had a tough few years and, and and if she's had some health problems and then forgive me i'm just saying just she just looks like she looks older than she actually is what's online you know, is saying well, if what, that's what, even what right saying, yeah yeah, yeah. If online is saying that she is i, I was kind of shocked i was like oh i know i was like what happened to helen hunt wow yeah yeah. But I mean, hmm. that notwithstanding, it's it, not like she looks bad in that like she looks bad, but yeah. she just looked a lot old. Like when I saw her, I was like, "Oh, she just looks a lot older than what I thought she would look 
now. Well, it's probably also because, like, because we she hasn't done much work. So we haven't been seeing. We her haven't been seeing her. So like we. So yeah. if we've gone ten years from seeing her, you know, in in any show or anything like mm-hmm. that or movie, and then we all of a sudden see her, you're like, whoa, what happened to Helen Hunt? It's like, oh, well, she just aged like a normal person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but and we that's haven't seen her. Fine. Yeah. And we didn't see the gradual change in aging like we do with other people. It's right. more like, whoa, what happened to her? So yeah. That could very well be that situation. Yeah. It was like when I saw. Oh my God. Who was that? On Lucifer that I was watching um, uh, from Hand That Rocks the, Rocks the Cradle. Rebecca D. Mornay. Yes, I was like, oh wow, because I haven't seen her in a while. So mm, it's just like yeah. it's, it was like one of those things. You haven't seen somebody in a long time, and you're just like, oh wow, <laughs> you're older. Right. You know, it was like, duh, of course you're older. Like you know, it's just it was just one of those things. And I and I like Helen Hunt. I don't have anything against Helen. Yeah, I, don't I was just shocked to be like oh you're a lot older than what i remember but of course you are but whoa (laughs) right anyway so we have some honorable mentions yeah to uh, round out everything that we and i don't even say the honorable mentions it just shows shows that what we didn't feel as though we need to put spend too much time discussing (laughs) for whatever reason a lot of time discussing everything else but these we really didn't have a lot of time oh yeah oh well one show I want to talk about mm-hmm. as an honorable mention, and I, I didn't, oh, I forgot to mention it <laughs> on Fox was Making History. Oh right, yeah, yeah I, forgot, to, I want to talk yes. about Making History. Okay, it's a it's a comedy uh, about some guy who fits like a time machine, and he keeps going back to um, <laughs> colonial times, so, like the 18th century, like you know, birth of the nation, 1776, that time period. And this guy, he um, yeah, he has like a girlfriend in the past, so mm-hmm. he goes and like. He created another life in the past where he has, like, friends and a girlfriend. And he kind of jumps back and <laughs> forth between the past and, and the present. Right. And the the time machine, and the way he creates his time machine is out of, like, a sleeping bag or something like it's that. a duffel bag. A duffel bag. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially, like, hot tub time machine. Yeah, exactly. It, it has no basis in reality or, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief quite a bit. Mm. But I laughed during the show because, like, I guess yeah. his friend goes back in time with him and his yeah. friend is black. And yeah. so, you know, things weren't too hot for black people in 18th century America. Right. And I I laughed at the trailer. I think it might yeah. actually be a, quite a funny show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously you don't care too much about it. Well, yeah, you know, watching it again with you, I mean, I did I laughed too. I just I don't know. I just didn't know if I could really see myself watching it every week. Like I just didn't, you know, I don't know. I didn't get them I didn't get like this like strong desire to want to watch it, but the trailer um to watch it every week, but the the trailer was funny, so I mean, I might give it a, a shot, you know, and see see what it's about. Okay. It, it, I feel like it could surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's, that's the vibe. I mean, yeah. I, I found the trailer funny, so I think the show might be funny, but you never know. The first episode might be funny. It might suck after that. <laughs> exactly. We, we'll we'll find out when it comes on in the fall. Right. Um, so other shows we just want to touch on real quick. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about the CW too much, but the CW had a couple of trailers that came out. Mm-hmm. Another reboot of a film, Frequency. Mm, I didn't uh, see that. that was a Jim uh film from a few years ago, where he, you know, essentially was communicating. He's a cop who could communicate with his father, who in the past who died on the job via um, like a, a ham radio type deal. Uh, this time, um, instead of the woman uh, Jim Caviezel, a man being the protagonist, as a woman. And it's pretty it's much the same story, but we have a woman running with the same role. Um, that one was kind of like, I don't know, it's doing too much, maybe. I, I don't think the frequency story is that interesting. But it's going to be, obviously, a, a procedure for CW where each week this woman like uses helps uses her um, c- communication with her uh, 
with her father in the past to kind of help her solve modern day crimes. Mm -hmm. And also, I think because, you know, in the trailer they show, because she had a communication with her father through the ham radio in the past, Mm -hmm. she changed history and prevented him from dying. So that changes her current, her current, uh, her current state. So like her life is now changed as far as her relationships with like her, her boyfriend and her family. And now her mother is turned up to be dead instead of her father. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it has potential. I mean, I, I might check that out. Um, I guess I shouldn't let the fact that it's a reboot of Frequency deter me. And that's to me, that's kind of what turns me off because, it, you know, inherently I think these are lesser quality when it's like you're just rebooting a, or remaking something that's already been done. Mm-hmm. But if, I, if this weren't called Frequency and it was a different show, I might have actually thought it was an interesting show. Yeah. Um, um, also, there was another show, No Tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, about a woman who falls in love with a guy, but the guy believes like the world's going to end in eight months. <laughs> so they try to do everything on his bucket list and her bucket list before the world ends because he seems like a great guy, but basically he's essentially crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. Uh, another honorable mention would be, uh, well, not honorable, but let's say... A mention. <laughs> a mention. Prison Break, another reboot. Fox is rebooting after the success of the X-Files. They're mm-hmm. rebooting Prison Break. And I didn't finish watching Prison Break. I checked out in the third season when they were still in, like, the Panama prison. So I really don't know what's going, what happened. But apparently Michael Scofield died. Wentworth Miller's character died in that. So I don't know how they're going to explain him being alive in this one <laughs> where he's in prison again. Now he's in another prison. Lincoln has to break him out. Everyone's returning. Uh, Michael, Lincoln, T-Bag, the gang's all here. So you have Wentworth Miller, Dominic Purcell, Sarah Wayne Callies, which is interesting because all three of them are regulars on other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wentworth Miller was on Legends of Tomorrow with Dominic Purcell, but now he's going to be a regular on all the CW superhero shows. Mm-hmm. Sarah Wayne Callies is on The Colony, so it'll be interesting to see you know them be regulars on two different shows at the same time. Yeah, They're shooting Prison Break now, so I assume when Prison Break is done, they'll go back to their regular shows. Mm-hmm. But I won't be watching it because, like I said, I checked out a prison break in season three. Have no interest in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, other other shows to mention: CBS with their lowbrow comedies, <laughs> Man with the Plan with um, Matt LeBlanc, mm-hmm. and Kevin Can Wait with Kevin James. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you want to say about those shows? Uh, these are the same shows. <laughs> it's like two fathers. They each have three children, and it's basically like. Let's see what daddy does in terms of taking care of the children. So Matt LeBlanc's character, he's a he's actually working. He's a contractor, but his wife decides to go back to work. So he's going to be spending a little bit more time with his children. Mm-hmm. Um, with Kevin James, his show, Kevin Can Wait, he is a retired police officer. So he is now going to be at home with his children. So in both scenarios, it's like the children are you know, obnoxious and they're whiny and, you know, basically it's the parents, you know, the guys having to deal with, you know, basically everything that their wives had to deal with. So that's where, you know, to me, I'm just like, okay, this is the same show. Um, For me, um, with both the trailers, I mean, they were okay. I liked Kevin James. I loved him on King of Queens. That was Mm. such a funny show. King of Queens was awesome. Low key, King of Queens was a funny show. That was a funny show. So when I saw this trailer, I was expecting it to be really funny. It wasn't as funny as I thought it would be, but maybe it'll get better. I don't know. Um, I felt the man with the plan, the Matt LeBlanc show was a little bit funnier to me. And I don't know why he just kept giving me 
uh, grown-up Joey vibes. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I used to watch Friends here and there. And so I did find Joey a little funny. So I just kept thinking, oh, my God, it's like Joey the adult. But a little bit more, a little smarter. <laughs> like I, My description of, of Man with a Plan, if I were to give a log line description for this show, I would say it's Daddy Daycare meets Mr. Mom meets Who's the Boss. That's pretty much yeah. what it is. I mean, yeah. if you can imagine those three things coming together, that's Man with a Plan with Matt LeBlanc. Basically. I mean, and Kevin can wait as, you know, Kevin James plays a retired cop, so now he has to spend all this time at home that he didn't mm-hmm. spend at before. And, yeah, it's essentially like, you know, Detective King of Queens. Like, he's a, <laughs> he, it's, it's going to be the King of Queens, yeah. except now he has kids. So, basically, it's yeah, like, right. you know, him and, like, you know, his wife. And, you know, it's not Leia Remini this time. But, like, instead of, like, them having a house and having, like, his father-in-law live in the basement, right. it's going to be him and his wife and, like, three kids. So, if... Yeah. if if uh, what was if Doug Hepburn was Hepburn 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 yeah whatever his name was if Doug <laughs> had a kid had kids right. that would be this show that would be this it show. was just making a sequel to that yeah <laughs> uh, also there uh, American Housewife is that the next one you want to talk about well we can or talk about you? that there's oh, a okay. show called American Housewife on ABC yeah um essentially as as about a family a family that's not rich but moves to a, a well well-to-do neighborhood right. or town mm-hmm. and it's typical fish out of water story mm-hmm. um yeah it didn't look like it was of any interest to me based on the trailer the original title was something like america's fattest housewife or, or, or no not america's fat it was a um, second fattest housewife because mm-hmm. i guess there's a line in the show where like one woman who moved out of the neighborhood and the main character she says you know i was the second fattest housewife in this neighborhood now i'm going to be the fattest because this other woman moved out mm. so they changed the name from that to american housewife and i'm going to say Good job, ABC. Good job, yeah. Because <laughs> you probably shouldn't have gone gone with anything that had fattest housewife why, in the why title. Why would they even think that would be appropriate? I don't know. But that would have been a terrible name. That would have been horrible. Oh, my God. So yeah. it's a good thing they did decided not to do that. Yeah. Um, also, you may have noticed that we didn't talk about any NBC shows. And with good reason. Because the NBC <laughs> trailers that we watched... Mm. We watched three of them. Mm-hmm. None of them were of any interest to us. I mean, there is, you know, a show called Timeless um, about... That's the third time travel show. That's the third. <laughs> if you've been counting, that's the third time travel show that's on the upcoming schedule. Mm-hmm. And it's about a woman who joins a pro- secret program, I guess, a government program. Isn't it always a government I program? Even, I didn't even really get what Yeah, it, it wasn't clear. The trailer wasn't clear. But essentially, I guess she's supposed to stop a guy who goes through time committing crimes or terrorist acts or something okay. like that. So it's kind of like Legends of Tomorrow, but without superheroes. And, you know, it stars uh, the woman who plays Scotty on Suits. Abigail Spencer. Abigail Spencer. And it's got a black guy on the show that is the black guy who looks like Chappelle. Like, he's a character actor. You've seen him in commercials. He's been in commercials. He's been in tons of commercials. Character mm-hmm. actor. I don't even know his name. I didn't I, grab his name. I should that. probably have taken the time to look up his, <laughs> his name to give that brother some respect. But essentially, he's a black dude who looks just like Dave Chappelle to me. He's on the show as well. But that show, that looks whack. They have another show on NBC called This Is Us, which is going to be like a weepy drama. I didn't get what this show was going to be about either. Yeah, they didn't really explain in the trailer. Uh, it's going to be, I'm getting parenthood vibes. Like yeah, I'm the getting drama, brothers parenthood. and sister vibes. Brothers and sisters Just and the drama of it all. Like right, the drama of, of like it all. drama, you know, heavy drama, parenthood, brothers, yeah, brothers and sisters type of I mean, drama. like About families and loss and birth. 
and death yeah. and all that stuff. And, and they supposedly all share the same birthday amongst other things that kind of connect them all together. I think it's going to be one of those they discover how they're all connected at some point. So that I, sounds like a Tim Kring show. Like, you know, he, he made, you know, Heroes and Touch okay. and like all those shows okay, where yeah. mm-hmm. people are connected somehow. Yeah, so it's something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I was not feeling it. I know anything that was of interest in it, Sterling K. Brown's in it. And, you know, he played the heck out of Christopher Darden and the People vs. O.J. Yes, Simpson. Yes. So he's going to be on the show, but that's still, that's, that's not enough reason for me to watch. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another show. The what Good was it? Place. The Good Place. Yes. Starring Kristen Bell and um, Ted Danson. Ted Danson mm-hmm. about a woman who dies and I guess she goes to heaven. To heaven, <laughs> which is called The Good Place. Um, but it was because of a mistake. Like they yeah. thought she was someone else who did all these good deeds and she actually wasn't a very good person in life. Right. And, so, uh, and it's a good place. She's trying to learn how to be a good person, I mm-hmm. guess. Something, yeah. Out of all the NBC shows, I mean, this was only three. I hope they have some more coming out, but... Um, oh, they do. I mean, because yeah. they have the Marlin show. They oh, have right, yeah. the Blacklist spinoff. spinoff they, yeah. they have tons of shows. They just, there just weren't trailers available at the time. Right, so okay, on. yeah. So, this one was the only one that I thought, like, uh, you know, I would give it a go, but I, w- I don't think I see myself watching that at all um, on a regular basis. Yeah, so, and I like, you yeah. know, I generally like Kristen Bell. You yeah, know. I like Kristen Bell. I like Ted Danson, but I was just like, meh. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like her. I mean, I've worked with her before, so you know, maybe I worked. With I worked her. with her before. When I when I was the extra on <laughs> Veronica Mars that one season, season three, shared a scene with her where I walked by. <laughs> I walked by I her at the that. coffee shop. <laughs> Famous now. I know honey. she. No, but I I saw her after when we were taking a break and shooting. Like I was on the phone talking to my friend, and she walked by going back to like her trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, walked by. I was, you know, I, I didn't say anything to her, but, you know, in my mind, I was saying, hey, what's up, Kristen? <laughs> in your mind, like, yeah. hey. Hey, what's, hey, what's up? I could have talked to her, like, she was, like, by herself, you know, because yeah. uh, I was just hanging outside the studio. But anyway, that was my claim to fame, sharing a scene with her as an extra one year. Awesome. But I, I digress. I, I probably won't be watching that dis- despite my uh, affection for her. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think I'll pass on that. And... It, based on the descriptions of the other shows that NBC has, mm-hmm. you know, that we didn't have trailers for, I don't think I'll be watching any other NBC shows really? either. Like, yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't even looked at any of the descriptions. There's nothing that looks interesting. Else. Yeah. I mean, but overall, I think, you know, after looking at the, the trailers that we saw, I mean, we watched like good 27 trailers. Yeah, there were a lot of trailers. About 30 anyway, trailers. Yeah. I say the Fox to me has the most interesting lineup of yeah, shows. I agree. Uh, like I said, they always have high production values on their dramas. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they they are any good or they survive past the first season is another matter. But mm-hmm. I do think they put in work to make them look look high quality right. and slick. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm gonna be interested in twenty four shots fired, mm-hmm. APB lethal weapon. Um, those shows are you know making history. I think I'd be interested in that. Yeah. And Fox seems like the best. Um, has the best lineup. I mean, it might not translate into anything, but we'll see. Yeah, I think we right now watch probably the most shows we watch are on Fox. We watch New Girl and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, I watch Lucifer and I still watch Gotham, which I'm probably not gonna watch anymore after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like we watch the most Fox shows anyway, so kind of I guess that's our network that we like. Um, yeah, everything else was kind of like, I got the, the vast majority of the trailers. I was kind of like, well, I'll give it a go, but I really don't know if, you know, it'll be interesting enough to watch a whole season. That was kind of like how everything felt to me. Um, there were only 
I don't even know out of any of these that I would actually watch, like want to watch a whole season of, honestly. Yeah, I, mean, so, I think a lot of these shows will be served mm-hmm. well with shortened 13 episode seasons. Right. You know, like yeah. a lot of them. And I think some of them are. Like, I, I can imagine, you know, something like, I can imagine Shots Fire being a full 22 episodes. Right, I can that imagine would be hard. 24 yeah. Legacy being 22 episodes or 24 episodes. Yeah. I think that a lot of these shows would do well if it was like 13 episodes in and out. Mm-hmm. And but we'll see. I mean the it, it's better for viewers, but it's not necessarily good for networks as far as getting more bang for their buck and value. Yeah. And and production companies as well because they're not, you know, they want to produce as many episodes as possible to get that money from the networks. Right. Yeah, I was um yeah, I was gonna say, um, just in case anybody wanted to know, I was I was going through and kind of tallying up like people of color on shows, female leads, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, CBS was the lowest. Like they have all their new shows. I mean, I don't know if this is it. There might be more, but the ones that we watched trailers for, there were no female leads. Which I was like, gosh, there was like several shows and no female leads, and well, very few people of color. Oh yeah, CBS. So yeah, that's Training yeah. Day, Kevin Can Wait, Great Indoors, Man with a Plan, MacGyver, Pure Genius Bull, all male leads. Um, at least, I mean, if there's a female, it's a co-lead. Well, yeah, that's you know like female of, of the trailers the we saw, because there are shows that are going to have female leads. Like that, okay. that Doubt show, I think it's another lawyer show, oh, okay, the one right. with Laverne Cox and Catherine Heigl. Okay, so we didn't see a trailer for we that. We didn't see yeah. a trailer for that. That has female leads. So that's one, okay. Right. Um, I'm like, that's one. But I can't think of any other. I mean, because we were pretty much focused on the ones with trailers, trailers so it's kind of right. hard to tell. Yeah, so there may be others, but at least the ones we have trailers from, which were quite a few shows um, for CBS, at least. And very few people of color. Again, there were people of color, but I couldn't tell if they were going to be like, you know, if they were going to have like actual uh, major speaking parts, roles, whatever. Right, you can't tell. And it, it's kind of hard to tell. So. And that's, yeah, and, and, and of the people of color, mm-hmm. there's not many shows that have established stars people of color you right. know you know i've talked about this before how it seems like when it comes to casting people of color in a lot of these shows these these you know show these networks and they they like to get these you know unknown low you know lower tier you know black actors and actresses mm-hmm. and it's it's to me it's weird because it seems like in a way they're kind of quote unquote spreading the wealth but yeah. it doesn't allow other more established black actors and actresses to like you know get a foothold and bolster their career because like yeah. maybe they just give like one random unknown black guy a role in in a show mm-hmm. and then he's never heard from again right and it seems like they just keep recycling coming up with new people I mean it happens mm-hmm. in movies all the time in my opinion instead of like having mm-hmm. black stars who can go from one movie to the next to the next to the next to the next and mm-hmm. bolster and build up their career, they'll just give a new guy a shot in, right. a, in a big ensemble movie and then get another new guy and another new guy and another new woman and things like that. And I feel like that's what's going on with, with television where there's not many established black stars. I mean, there's... Yeah. There's... I mean, Damon Wayans and, and Lethal Weapon and you know, Shots Fire has Sanaa Lathan, and you know, mm-hmm. she's established. But then all these other shows where yeah, you know we may not like the ones that we really talked about. Yeah, we didn't. We may not have mentioned who's in it, but you know, looking at the cast list, like they're all like really lower level stars who are actors that are really pretty much unknown. Like, you know, yeah. have a few credits under their belt. So right. it's very interesting how they don't get established black stars. Yeah, and there's so many of them. <laughs> and, and other and and not just black stars, but other like actors of color. I mean yeah. I mean we talk from the black perspective because, you know, 
spoiler alert, we're black. We're black. <laughs> but there's plenty of like other actors of color and you mm-hmm. know other roles where it's like they're getting a short shake too. I mean, I didn't see many you know East Asian uh, mm, descent Asian. actors. Yeah. There were a few Latino. South. There was for a few South Asian and few Latinos. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they don't really get much either in the way of, of these roles, and it's just yeah. very interesting that things seem to be getting a little bit better with. Some representation because of, uh, you know, Shondaland and then, right. you know, with the success of Empire right, on Fox. Um, on Fox. Mm-hmm. And Fox is always, even though they may not stick with shows too long, they've always done a good job of mm-hmm. trying to get black people on shows. They've done a good job of that. Um, but outside of Fox, it's like you look at these other networks, nah, there's not many people of color. Yeah. <laughs> they are definitely increasing uh, female leads and at least co-leads also um, in terms of the network. Like um, ABC has the most, like I think majority of these, at least trailers, again, the trailers that we watched, uh, majority of the ABC shows have female right. yeah, every, leads. Just about or, all or, of them. Or co, or at least co, because we didn't talk about the show Notorious. Um, but that's a female male lead, right? Um, but American Notorious, Housewife female, imagine, speechless, speechless we about that. Mini Driver, Imaginary Mary with Jenna Elfman, mm-hmm. and we talked about Conviction with Haley Atwell, right? Downward Dog, like ABC yeah. has a lot of shows yeah. with female leads. Still, Starcross will be a female lead. I assume that woman will be the lead, uh, the cousin who will be the main subject. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the rest of the networks, um, like I said, with CBS, at least, at least, at least those, at least those, tra- those trailers, not a lot of there. Frequency, that's going to be a female lead. No, t- no tomorrow will be a female on CW. So those two. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like everybody is doing pretty good in terms of having women at the forefront or more shows with women. Everyone but CBS. CBS, yeah. Like CBS is like no women, not many women lead led shows and not many shows with persons of color and yeah, prominent roles. Yeah, there were roles. very few people of color on the shows that I, you know, with these trailers. I mean, they were there were a lot in the Pure Genius show. There were like what three that they showed in that trailer, but I don't know if they're going to have major roles or not. Right. So and it's really hard to tell with these trailers. Um, right. No, I just want to say about these trailers. These trailers were produced with the ad agencies and and advertisers in mind, so they're kind of like serve a different mm-hmm. purpose than like right. a like a movie trailer that's trying to sell a movie to consumers. To, yeah. This is trying to sell a television show's ad time to advertisers. <laughs> so it's pretty mm-hmm. much you know they they take a different approach with these trailers. So right. yeah. you know it's kind of hard to gauge on what what is actually going to happen with the show and when who's actually going to be in it when it comes to some of these shows or how much of a role these people are going to have. Right. So, with that said. That said, yeah, I think we've exhausted this <laughs> this topic. I mean, there's a few shows I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'm like, I, whatever. I just have to see it first and maybe it'll be some good. But mm-hmm. um, we'll right. see what happens come the fall of this year and, and spring to see what, what we have uh to check out yep all right that was a good discussion we hope you enjoyed it hope you got something out of it maybe you'll help it'll help you narrow down what you want to watch um in the coming fall and and spring. i think we're, i think we'll do what we did this past year where for the new shows that we do actually watch yeah we'll give like a review yeah you know a couple after a couple episodes we'll give reviews of shows and let you guys know yeah we'll some do that. uh if they're worth your time if you select shows so you know, be sure to look out for that podcast episode later in the year. Later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. 
That is it. Uh, just to let people know, you know, you where you can find us. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Nipsey, N-I-P-S-E-Y. You can find Tracy at Trayrific, T-R-A-Y-R-I-F-I-C. And you can find our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. We also have a Facebook page. You can check us out. Just go on Facebook and do a search for Just the Two of Us Podcast. You'll find our Facebook page. It has information about the show and where you can find episodes Mm -hmm. and other interesting tidbits. And hopefully soon. Yes. Coming this fall, I hope. Yeah. We will have a website. See, now that you put it out there in the atmosphere. Now people are going to be like. Where is this website? It's going to. What do you mean? I mean, they're going to be like, where is this website? Like, well, we'll tell you when it's near ready I'm, to be. But I'm just saying, you're, you're putting the expectation and pressure on yourself now. Like, you have to produce this website well, now. Well, I already started. Oh, well, that's good to know. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for letting me know that you started the website. I thought I told you. No, you didn't. Well, I, I got the URL. Oh, well, that's not really starting now, is it? Well, that is starting for me. Oh. Well, anyway, <laughs> hopefully, doing it. Well, hopefully we'll, have a, we'll, have a website we'll have a website later on this year yes. so you guys can access things. It'll be much easier. Yes. And be, awesome. be sure to subscribe to all the, the services we mentioned above. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to like us on Facebook and let us know what you think of the show. Send us tweets. Send us uh, reviews on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Leave us a message on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Give us some feedback. Let us know. Uh, how we're doing. Alrighty. So thanks everyone and we'll see you next time. Bye.